Amen. Praise the Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. How he is the Son of God. He is Lord. He has risen. He's at the right hand of the Father. Hallelujah. Hello? Hello. We're here. Yep. Okay, yep. good. Just making sure. <laughs> praise <laughs> the Lord. Well, praise God. Welcome back to the 72 Nations Conference Call Podcast. Hallelujah. Amen. With with Errol Anderson, the burden bush of North Dakota. Hallelujah. Um, Betty Olson. Hallelujah. She's praying up, um, praying so much that, that um, you know, um, you know, it's, it's you know, it's, it's just a fire going on in, in Phoenix, Arizona, and, and Marty Pierce, Pierce, the spirit leading spirit of war for an office started prayers in Omaha, Nebraska. Hallelujah! And driving his Harley down the street. Hallelujah! Amen. Hallelujah! Oh, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah! Amen. And you know, so welcome everyone. Our next conference call will be April twenty third. 9 a.m. at Central Time Zone, April 23rd, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for, for freedom, amen, that Christ has given us. Christ has given us this freedom. Thank God for our God-given rights, hallelujah. Amen. Who the Son has set free is free indeed. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Um, Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And and um, glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm trying to figure where I'm at. Okay. Okay. Amen. Um, um, Marty. Um, amen. <laughs> Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. I boldly come before your throne of grace and mercy, covered, cleansed, sanctified, and purified by the blood of the Lamb. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Father. Father God, I thank you for this day. This is the day the Lord has made, and I shall rejoice, and I shall be glad in it. So, Father God... I ask you to release the fire of God and the blood of Jesus against all principalities, powers of the air, wickedness in high places, powers, thrones, dominion, world ruler, and strongman exerting influence over me, my family, my home church, my brothers and sisters, and eldest and I's ministry, and I forbid them to operate against us. I release the fire of God and the blood of Jesus against witchcraft control. Mind-blinding spirits, spirits that block or bind the will, mind control, destruction, lust, fantasy lust, perversion, intimidation, rebellion, rejection, schizophrenia, paranoia, anger, hatred, wrath, and rage, resentment, bitterness, unforgiveness, unteachableness, deception, doubt, and unbelief. Passivity, pride, and false humility. I release the fire of God and the blood of Jesus and destroy the power of every infirmity, illness, sickness, disease, disorder, plague, pestilence, 
cancer, emotional and mental woundedness, infection, virus in Jesus' name. I release the fire of God and the blood of Jesus against every poisonous arrow that has been launched against you and your family. I render it null, void, and effective, powerless, and useless in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I release the fire of God and the blood of Jesus against all canker worms and palmer worms, caterpillar and locust that have eaten away at the blessings of God in the name of Jesus. I bind and break the spirits of Ahab and Jezebel. I bind the spirits of fear, hypnosis, and hypnotic trance, rock music, greed, addiction, drugs, alcohol, and compulsive behavior. I bind kings, princes, and world rulers for each spirit named here. I strip each spirit of his hierarchy of power, armor, and rank, and separate each from the other. I speak confusion to the ranks of the enemy and declare their assignments against me, my family, my home church, our ministries, and all of my brothers and sisters in Christ, and hereby render it null and void. Let every witchcraft coven catch fire. Your throne, O Lord, is like a fiery flame. You are the God that answers by fire. So let the fire of God burn up the works of darkness in your city. I release the fire of God and the blood of Jesus and destroy the works of witchcraft and occultism in our city. Oh, Lord, let your fire destroy the works of darkness and burn up your enemies in Jesus' name. Let your fire be a wall of protection that surrounds us and keeps us from getting harm from the arrows of the wickedness. And Lord, give us such a desire, <clears throat> hunger, and thirst to draw closer to you, to go deeper into your word and to, and to embrace your fire in Jesus' name. Let the flames of revival flow from our lips into the lives and hearts of others. And Lord, go before us and shut the mouths of lions and false witnesses. Let them speak no more of your people, and Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they say or do in Jesus' name. And Father, give us more grace and mercy toward those that slander our name, that harm us with their words, that entertain false accusations about us. Forgive them in Jesus' name. Lord, let your fire fall, and let your wind blow and let your glory come down and saturate us in this place. Let your holy fire consume our entire being. Let your Holy Spirit flood our souls and our hearts and our minds in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Be our cloud by day and our fire by night and send forth your refiner's fire to burn up everything that is not of you. And let our hearts to be pure and holy before you in Jesus' name. Let us decrease so that you can increase within us. Let the fire of God increase, intensify, magnify, multiply, and amplify within us in Jesus' name. Let the flames of revival flow through our mouths, touching the lives and hearts of those around us. Raise up ministers, evangelists, preachers of your fire of the fire of your holiness in Jesus' name. 
and let us dare to draw closer to the flames of your fire, Lord. Let your fire burn in us and through us, and let us be a radiant flame of your fire in Jesus' name. Let us speak with boldness, courage, and bravery your word to the nations. Let us be in the upper room, seeking your faith as we get baptized and filled with your Holy Spirit and with your fire to go into all the nations and preach your word. Let the power of God flow through us to the world and let he, him, Father, Lord Jesus, be glorified in all that we say and do. In Jesus' name. Now I cover you all from the top of your heads to the soles of your feet with the precious blood of Jesus Christ this day. And there's someone who's going to listen to this. Seek the face of Jesus while there is time. You know who you are. He's, he's calling you. And as Elvis said, if the sun sets you free, brothers and sisters, you will be free indeed. God bless you. I love you all. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Um, Betty? Lord, I pray that prayer was fabulous. I pray that fair touches, touches every man, woman, and child in this whole planet, Lord Jesus. We need that fire. We need that glory of the Holy Spirit in a powerful way. I'm going to share a little bit on the authority that we have, why we have it and we need to operate. And prayers like that will bring forth the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Second Corinthians says in chapter 4, But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this world has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of Christ, should shine on them. Lord, we, we think right now we come before you and ask you to take the veil off the minds of men and women and children on this planet today. Lord, as things are being revealed, open up their eyes, their spirit, their heart, their mind, to see the truth of what has been going on and what the devil has been doing on every planet on this earth. Lord, we need a great awakening, and we who are Christians need to walk in the authority and power of Jesus. Psalm 44 says, Though we may push down our enemies through your name, Jesus, we will trample them who rise up against us. I will not trust in my bow, bow, nor shall my sword save me. But you have saved us from our enemies and have put to shame those who hate us. Lord, as the power and the authority of the Jesus Christ comes forth to reveal what has been happening on this planet, Lord, give us power to withstand the power of the enemy. Give us wisdom to be awakened by the power of the enemy. Malachi 4.3 says, You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under your feet of their feet. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud shall say, All who do not wickedly will, will stumble. Who do wickedly will stumble. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that the wicked will be trampled. Because the earth is the Lord, and the, and the power of the Lord is in this earth. Lord, we are thanking you that you are putting down the power of the enemy, that they will be ashes under the soul of the feet of those who walk in the kingdom of God. 
Romans 16.20 says, And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. Lord, we're thanking for that crumbling happening. Lord, that Satan is put under our feet, that he is defeated in every, every country on this planet. Lord, because we have the authority and the power to, to be a part of that departure of Satan from this planet. <clears throat> Jesus says in Matthew 25, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. We thank you, Lord, that the day this will happen. And we thank you, Lord, preparing us for that day. <clears throat> it says in Romans, 1 John 3, 1 and 3, The world does not know us because we do know, because they do not know him, Jesus Christ. We know when he is revealed, we will be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has hope in him purifies himself just as we are pure. As a party of the body of Christ, we need to purify ourselves at this time. It's a time to be perfected and set free by the power of the blood, that we are perfected in Christ, that we become pure and holy. Jesus said to be pure and holy as he is pure and holy. This is, this is a great call, and for many of us that's not easy. But God said it can be done. We find in John 3, 8, he who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of Man was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. We are called to be God's advocate, to put to death the power of the devil in our family, in our neighborhood, in our city, in our state, in our nation. We purify ourselves because we are to be pure, and we're to be pure and holy vessels to put to death the power of the enemy. We need to come against the lies that the enemy is doing in our, in our news media, the lies the enemy is sending forth in so many ways, our politicians, so many people, even our pastors. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for a great awakening for your glory and your anointing and your power to come forth by the power of the blood. One of the first things that we need to, well, there are so many things that we are, but Ephesians 6 says, finally, be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in this evil day. Have done all, then stand. Stand, having your loins girt with the girdle of truth having your breastplate of righteousness, shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, put the shield of faith. Wherefore, you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always in all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching therefore with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. We do this not only for ourselves, but for all those who are in the kingdom. We're in a time where we are in a battle. Many of us never dreamed we would see the battle we're in today. We need to stand, and we have the authority to take over the power of the enemy. But it, we need to use it. We need to operate in it. It's a daily job to take authority over the enemy in our home, 
in our family, in our neighborhood, our city, our state, our nation. Matthew 10, 2, 1, Jesus said, He gathered the 12 disciples and imparted to them authority to cast out demons and to heal every sickness, every disease. Do you get that? He gave them power and authority to cast out demons, to heal every sickness and every disease. How many people are casting out demons today? How many are healing the sick? How many are healing every disease? Lord, we pray for that power and authority to be operated in all of our lives, that we can take the authority. We are called to do it. We as Christians are called to do it. And in verse 7 and 8, he says, As you go, preach this message. Heaven's kingdom realm is accessible. It's close enough to touch. You can continually bring healing to lepers, to those with, with cancer, any disease and to those who are sick, to make it your habit to break off the demonic presence from people, to raise the dead back to life. Freely you have received the power of the kingdom, so freely release it to others. Lord, I pray, shake up Christians all over the world today to to take a hold of the power and the authority that we have. The church has not been acting in this power and authority. I pray, Lord, stir us up by the power of the blood of Jesus that gives us the power and the authority. Let your glory be praised in our lives, in the lives of everybody who hears this short message. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Errol? Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Marty's prayer, opening prayer, was great. What Betty just shared was right on the money. We were born for a time such as this. We've heard that terminology ever, you know, for many years. The next uh, time, I guess, that I do a message will be on April 23rd. And I'm going to open up with a series of messages on diplomatic immunity. I'd like to... uh, Turn your attention to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. It's one that we all know we quote, but we really don't take a hold of it. We, For some reason, we quote scriptures, but we don't believe them. Jesus said, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. So it ties right in with Marty's prayer. It ties right in with what Betty just shared. But here's the ending of it. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing, no thing, nothing, no thing, nothing, no thing shall by, many, by any means hurt you. There's many in the church, I believe, especially in the charismatic realms, the traditional realms, even the Pentecostal, that have been deceived over the years, especially these recent years, by a fictional book entitled Piercing the Darkness. 
and they base their spiritual warfare theology on that book, and it was fictional. There's really no truth in it. So many people are not grounded in the Word of God, but rather they base everything on their dreams or their visions, their emotions, their feelings or their imaginations of their heart and their minds and their hearts, their thoughts. My life's desire is to see people get back to the authority of the Word of God, the authority of truth. The terminology on being attacked by Satan is so misused, misunderstood, you know, it borders on sensationalism. I hate sensationalism. I touched on it momentarily in my last month's message in part three on hope for the family. But I want to expand on it at length, expand, expound on it at length on diplomatic immunity. And it's going to be based not only on this scripture, but it's going to be going from Old Testament to New Testament. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. And I base the diplomatic immunity off of Second Corinthians chapter 5, where he says in verse 20, therefore we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And this is what I'm basing the terminology diplomatic immunity on. God began working with me in 1989 on diplomatic immunity. And over the many years, God has just continued to increase my understanding of it and teaching on it. And, you know, there, there's, I'll just end with this. There's churches that every Sunday they have people confess that they're sinners. Oh, you got to, you got to confess that you're a sinner. You've been a saint for 10 years or 15 years or five years or two years or, you know, whatever, 40 years, but yet they, they get you to confess that you're a sinner every Sunday. That is so unscriptural. It's pathetic. You know what? As long as they pile on you that you're a sinner, you're never going to be able to reach into the realms of God and do what God has called you to do because you're always uh, wrestling with this thing with sin in your life. And we're seated with him in heavenly places. And so... I'm going to start a series on diplomatic immunity. And I believe that if you go through the whole, I, I don't know how long it will take because it's it's quite extensive. I, I won't finish it in one or two or even three sessions. 
But each time I teach on it, I think that you'll be freed up from the false theologies that so many churches teach. If they've gone to Bible school and if they've gone to seminary, they've been brainwashed into that denominational's falsehoods rather than the Word of God. The older the denomination, the more falsehood they have in them. And so, April 23rd, I'm going to be starting a series called Diplomatic Immunity. It will be recorded, and it will be life-changing for everybody that listens to it. In Jesus' name, and I turn it back over to Elvis. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm looking forward to that. Hallelujah. You know, um, Errol Anderson has his own podcast, and, and these messages, um, when he releases them, will be on Seven Two Nations podcast and Errol Anderson's podcast. And he has a um, faithful following from Germany and and France, and and um, and I was just thinking, I was just thinking about that, you know. It's just like um like seven two nations we have there's like a certain number of nations and then he is just focusing on, on three nations and and I think it's I think right now I think it's supernatural that's going on, something going on and, and um um you know, these people that, that are, are being drawn and all that. So um we want we just wanna reach out to you continually. Please contact us at Elvisivans dot com on the contact page. And let us know about you and, and where you're at and um, what you want us to pray for you. We will pray for you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, today I, I want to talk about the, the rise of, of the Apostolic community. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and um, a long time ago um, when I was a young Christian, um, you know, the Lord started speaking to my heart. And... Um, you know, I, I just, um, I just, we don't want to settle for less, okay? We don't want to settle for less, but yet we want to be content in Christ. And, and um, a lot of churches are dry, and, and a lot of churches are, you know, um, you know, you know, there's no focus, no, no direction, and there's confusion, and, um. And we have come to a time that, that we're coming into the harvest. And it's not going to be the same. God ain't, ain't bringing in the harvest to, to pack them in, into a, a building. Okay, it's just to pack them into a building. As you pack um, um, animals, livestock into a barn. And, and, you know, if you don't let those livestock outside the gaze in the grass lawn, they're going to die. Okay, they they need they need fresh air, and you got to clean out that barn, and 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 I bet you there's a whole bunch of feces lying around in all these churches that need to be cleaned out. And and what is the church? Do you know that the first century church, a couple of centuries of churches, it was it was foreign to the word go to church. Okay, because we are the church. Okay, we are the church, and and people. Think that the reason why we started um, fellowship in a that we didn't fellowship in a building 
in the first century churches because they couldn't find anyone. No, it is because because Christianity is a is a family based social group. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! You are an extension of the Trinity. You are an extension of your family. Hallelujah! That's the church. Hallelujah! The ecclesia. Hallelujah! And, and if you look in the word ecclesia. You know, it's 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 it, 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 it comes out from from um um from the Roman Senate. The Roman Senate. And because the the church is God's spiritual legislative branch honored as is in heaven. And one thing is is we only see one side of church, the vertical. Well there's also a horizontal, there's also a cooperative and, and God wants to build that and, and, and bring forth a more a, a structure, organic structure in, into that. Hallelujah. We have come to the time that God is going to bring reformation across the church, and, and the church is going to become more narrow instead of wide, and, and we're going to start growing based on a common ground and, and, and essentials of scriptures. The harvest is coming, and the harvest is great. The harvest is plentiful. Hallelujah. And today I'm talking about, you know, the. I believe that we're in the last days of, of the local church. Um, the structure has to change. Um, within the local church, you walk into the local church. Let's let's start, okay? You go over to church and all that, and, you know, no one knows who you are. You've been there like, 200 times and all that. No one knows who you are. They want your tithe. Okay. Um, you know, they don't want to hear what you want to say. They just want your tithe. If you give a certain amount of money, then they'll listen to you. And, um, you know, they just want you to sit in the pew and be quiet. And you're inactive. If you look across the whole entire church around the world, there's 98%, probably even less than that, not, you know, um, that number, 98% people that are inactive. What is the church? Is is a kingdom of priests and kings. And what are they doing? What are they doing for God? Do they really know their purpose? Do they really know the will of God for their life? So, you know, a lot of people, it's it's time for the priesthood to rise up. The reason why we see these things come upon the earth is because we do not do our job. You know, it's just how, how often do we witness to somebody? How often do we pray for someone? How often do we prophesy? How often do we pray for the sake? Look at the countless people that are off going to the doctor and going to the hospital. Who prays for them? But God is calling for a change. He's calling for a change in our lives. Hallelujah. Praise God. And and um, we got to change the way we do church. And I'm not saying that I know everything. And also, I'm not... I'm not advertising an utopian church because the church is not perfect outside of Christ. It's Jesus Christ, and, and it's only Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, the Bible says in Luke 
It talks about new wines. Luke um, um, 5, amen, uh, verse 37, starting in verse 37, 38, 39. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine will burst. And new, and the wineskins that, and be spilled, and the wineskins will be ruined. But new wine must be put in the new wineskins, and both are preserved. And no one having drunk old wine and really desires the new, for he says, the old is better. Well, we all know that old wine is, is worth more money. You know, so, um, but anyways, we're called into the new wine. Wine is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Wine is a symbol of the Word of God, Revelation. Water, water is a symbol of, of the Word, symbol of the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I, I, I just did two sermons on one called The Romance of the Word and the Spirit, and then another one, The Intimacy of the Word and the Spirit, hallelujah. The people say word, 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 but no spirit. Well, you are in balance. You have a, you have an imbalance if you have no holy, no um, 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 holy spirit. And how can you live a Christian life without the Holy Spirit? <laughs> so, so Lord, begin to speak to me. And the wine skin is like a structure. And many years, we have built our structure, and we have told the Holy Spirit to build around us. Holy Spirit, you build around us. But no more, you cannot put the Holy Spirit in a box. He leaves those churches. When you put him in a box, if you put the Holy Spirit in a corner, when you put the Holy Spirit in the pew, he says, I'm gone. He will not be tamed. We need to build our structure around him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we need to be patient to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We need to have a more flexibility to the Holy Spirit. We need to learn how to discern the Holy Spirit. So many churches are foreign. The Holy Spirit is foreign to them. It's foreign to them. And, and you know, and also only so much... Manifestations are acceptable within the church. We have to change, okay? And God's going to change us. And it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen overnight, but the Holy Ghost is going to come. We're coming to the time of the mini revivals. The Lord told me the mini revivals are here now. We are here at this point. We are here. There's going to be such a manifestation of God's glory. And this is just the beginning of it. And in that, God will give revelation how to build an order around that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That, 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 that um, you know, the Pentecostal church that we see today, the Charismatic Church, is going to be left in the dust. Well, God's plan. Hallelujah. And, um, but, but we're going to have a lot of enemies, too. Because um, people like to, like to attack the supernatural. And, and and um why do people always want to attack the supernatural? Why why do they always want to attack the supernatural? Well because because you don't know. You don't know. If you don't know something, don't speak about it. Pray. Pray. 
pray. Well, well, let's go to um, um, two more. Um, I want to read First uh, um, Corinthians chapter twelve, verse twenty, and this represents the sanctuary of 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 the 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 apostolic community, the rising of the new apostolic community, and then to replace the local church. Okay, and God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, thirdly teachers. After that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, administration, and various of tongues. Well, look at that. Look at that. Um, um, see, that's why we need we need arrow. You need arrow in your church and all that because you need some teachers. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Teachers. They they, they just don't um, give you some motivation, inspiration that, 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 that comes from human flesh. It comes from the Word of God. The Word of God and the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Amen. And so, and so, the the sanctuary. Well, before I get in that, that that's well. Imagine imagine that is a um, a a sanctuary. Okay, the building that you go into. Hallelujah. And then you talk about the home church. Okay, First Corinthians fourteen, verse twenty six. How is it, then, brother? Whenever you come together, each of you have a psalm, has a teaching has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation, let all things be done in forever edification. Wow, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. And one thing is the Lord showed me, he says, you know, the Lord starts feeding me, how do you put the fivefold ministry back in the house of God? Well, a lot of churches have the king of the hill ministry. You, you, you do need somebody like a coach. You do need somebody to, to take the lead but not not in a controlling factor, okay? Not in, not 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 the person who controls all the strings, okay? And it's it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard because we we've been lazy most of our Christian life. We've been lazy, and um, now we we are. God wants us to be active. Hallelujah. And so. And so, um, um, within the sanctuary, you know, a, a new apostolic community is a community of homes with or without a sanctuary, okay? A lot of people, they, we spend so much money we, when we, when we donate, give our donation, it goes to the overhead, it never goes to the harvest. And so, hallelujah, within the, in the, within the home church, the home church has to be interdependent, not independent, not dependent, but interdependent. It has to have a certain degree of independence, but still be de- dependent. Hallelujah! Glory to God. We're, we're believers can grow in the gifts of the Spirit. Hallelujah! The the home church is, is where the priesthood of the believer begins. Hallelujah! Glory to God. Hallelujah! One thing is is we have we think that some people think that you always got to have a pastor present. You always got to have you got to have some spiritual leader present to protect you. Well, I hate to say this is maybe you need more teaching. Maybe your pastor ain't teaching you. Maybe your spiritual leaders ain't teaching you. We should teach you to a certain point, and then you should those they, they should step back. And let you grow and mature. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. 
Hallelujah. And so the Lord is is calling for a restoration of the home church. Okay, and and um and to to evangelize and to build a transparent relationship. Hallelujah. To to build a social network. Hallelujah. And within within the home church, you know, people say, "Who's in charge of the home church?" Well, really, you have the, the home church will pick like at least three people, okay, or two people to 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 make day to day decisions. But overall, all decisions are to be made by the whole group, okay. And and um and the, and you can have a a schedule of service, okay. Like an outline for service just to get going, get the flow, but later on. But don't let that confine you. Somebody can, you can come together and, and, and share testimonies, um, worship the Lord, hallelujah, have some people play some songs, pray for one another, have have three people share. And, 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 and also the home church is also like a glorified potluck. Everyone brings something to eat. The early church... Went from house to house. Back then, um, um, they, they didn't have a lot of entertainment. Hallelujah, and they, um, and, and um, so they had a lot of time for God. Hallelujah. The word entertainment means to hinder you from entering in. And so, so much of the church today is is you sit on the pew and you go home. You sit on the pew and you go home. You sit on the pew and go home. Where is Christianity on Monday, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday? Hallelujah. Where is Christianity? To walk with Christ. Hallelujah. To walk with Christ. Hallelujah. And so and so, the home church is, is, is a way to, to evangelize, and it's a way to, to build stability in a believer's life. It's a way to disciple a young a young believer. It's a way to provide support to a believer going through suffering or through a hard time. And the church, the harvest is coming. The harvest is going to be so big, so massive. Hallelujah! That they, that the one way you're going to be able to to disciple is through an outpouring of home churches. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Christianity is about to change. There's about to be a huge shift. God has been preparing us. for The reason why we were born in this time was for the harvest. The harvest is coming. The harvest is now. The harvest is truly dependent. But there's only a few laborers. There's a few laborers because all the other laborers are on the pew. I remember this one preacher... Um, um, in Africa, I think it was South Africa, and he had a church, and he kept on preaching, "Go we, go we, go we, go we," and guess what? One by one, his members got up and left, and soon his church was emptied. What a what a great way to end your church, in your in in your your um, and, and then so he had to go he had to go out and preach too. He had to leave too. Hallelujah. Go we, go we, go we, go we. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. And and um and so so um you know we have the fivefold ministry. 
apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Some people believe that, you know, you go, you, when you go to Bible college, you say, oh, I'm a preacher, I'm a pastor, I'm an evangelist, or whatever. And they really don't know what they're called to do. They don't really define their, their purpose. Are you, are you called to be a pastor? Are, are, are you called to be an evangelist? Because because we we hear the call, but then we try to translate with our traditions, and so we need we, pastors and evangelists are are very important. The evangelists will minister around the home church, okay, around the community home church, adding souls, going out, hallelujah, and there's always teamwork in this. And, and and then the pastor, you know what the pastor is in the Bible? Is a home church pastor. And he provides pastoral care, so there'll be like two of them ministering among the home churches. They're providing those who just came to know Jesus Christ, those who are struggling with the Lord, and keep the cohesiveness and harmony of the home church. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and then we talk about the sanctuary. The sanctuary is... The, is is a place for ministry and 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 deliverance and healing and outreach. I think I think every local church should be a Bible college. The problem is you have some people that know the Bible and they think they know it all and the rest depend on those few people and then there's some that like me and Errol Anderson and Marty and Betty and you know that 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 really studies the word. That that really studies the word. And um, we we look like strangers, strangers in the house of God, strangers in the house of God. Well, the Bible says, "My sheep shall hear my voice, and follow me." We will not hear a voice of a stranger. So. And so we have the sanctuary, the sanctuary where the apostle, prophet, and teacher ministers, okay? And because it's it's a larger gathering. And, and um, you know, teachers are really important. And I'm going to, teachers are really important because they are the ones that hold the fort down, okay? People need the word of God. They need to be taught the Word of God. Hallelujah. They need to be established in the Word of God. Hallelujah. We 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 need a good Bible study. Hallelujah. We need to feed on the Word of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Prophets, prophets, they they got to go out. They bring guidance to the body of Christ. And again, we do see team, and all of this is teams. In, in Corinthian, Corinthian was a big giant church. There's a, but they had a lot of you know teachers. But they they had when the Bible talks about they had like five prophets. And today today we we got some prophets, um, you know that that are um, following the narrative. We need prophets that really seek the face of God. 
Hallelujah. The prophets go out in and come back and forth. Hallelujah. Sometimes they have to go through a season of solitude to seek the pre- to be relative to God. And then apostles, a good apostle is that you see their back. They're always going forward. Hallelujah. And not that there's going to be a lot of um, you know, a lot of these people. So so that so one apostle, a couple po- may may um may may oversee more than one congregation. Hallelujah. And then the pastor, the pastor, oh, we already talked about the pastor, but, but the evangelist, oh, I'll go back and tell the pastor. We need, we need good pastors, home church leaders. They have, they have a gift okay, to provide pastoral care. They can listen. They can pray. They care about people. They're not just, it's not somebody speaking their opinion. The, the worst thing you can hear when you're going through suffering is somebody's analyzing of what you're going through. We, we, we need some, we need a caring heart. And, and pastors are also, they, they have, you know, they have a good home life. And, um, and so then the evangelist has to know different methods of evangelism. How to win people? They provide evangelist care to the lost. They, they they're, they're patient with sinners, but they're busy. Amen. Hallelujah. But this all comes down to one thing: we got to come to is every believer needs to be discipled. Well, first of all, let's before we say that, every person needs to know if you're really born again. Do you really know Jesus Christ? I remember I had this. Individual coming to my one of my meetings when I was living up north in North Dakota, and, and I asked this person, "Have you ever accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior?" No one ever asked me that, and that was the last time I heard of them. So, so um, so we got to make sure we have to make sure um um we have to make sure next people need to be discipled. People need to be discipled. Okay, they, they, they need that. That is the show. You you can stand on your own two feet. All these Christians are not being discipled; they're backsliding. And then, and then Christians need to be equipped. Uh, equipping. Where is that being 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 done? The equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in that in that in that verse in Ephesians four, eleven and and twelve, you know, equipping the saints for the work of ministry, the body of Christ is edified. For the work of the ministry, well, it looks like in that passage that Christ wants everyone to head off to Bible college. Okay, well, of course we're not going to head off to Bible college, hallelujah, because we got our trades and our jobs, hallelujah. But everyone is. To be equipped, we need to be equipped. Amen. This has to be done in 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 the sanctuary, in in in, in the local church. Hallelujah. To be equipped. Hallelujah. And you can write down a list. You can look at the Bible. What should we be equipped to do? Well, we should be equipped. We should know how to pray. We should know how to do spirit war. We should know how to cast out demons. We should know how to heal the pray for the sick. How how to evangelize. How to do um, 
um, how to feed the poor, how to uh, how to um, 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 plan home churches, how to disciple somebody, how to do short-term mission trips. Hallelujah. How how what to do on the mission field? Hallelujah. I was down in in Texas a couple years ago. I went into Mexico and I say, you know, this is one place to be trained how to do mission work. To step over the border. And I just love those people. I love those people and 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 um it was just it was just, it was awesome. It was awesome. Hallelujah. And glory to God when I went to the Philippines and stepped foot on the Philippine the 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 um the terror stepped on the off the airplane on the ground of the Philippines. Boy, I just felt the anointing. I, I really love, love um, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. The, the Filipino are very respectful. Hallelujah. Very respectful. I remember um, back in my hometown, I had a dream. In this dream, I was supposed to go over to this neighborhood. Well, and and I needed to bring some people with me. Well, I couldn't find anyone. No one no one didn't want to go and all that. And, and then... One day, this guy came out of town, driving his car and all that, and he's hanging out with another brother. He says, and they're like praying. We're like praying, and he says, "We need to go evangelize." And I says, "I know where we should go evangelize." So we started going evangelize, and each took turns. And finally, I got to this one family, and 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 they gave their life to Jesus Christ. They were so happy to give their life to Jesus Christ, like they've been waiting all their life to give their life to Jesus Christ. And and so so God leads us by dreams, Hallelujah. And how many dreams do we respond? If God gave you a dream to go witness somebody, would you go witness? Do you know what to do? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Amen. Um. But anyways, Hallelujah. We we're we're moving forward. Hallelujah. I have more teachings on on this topic. At ElvisIverson.com, and uh, you know, we have an Elvis Iverson podcast. I go in depth in that. Also, have a Global Analog podcast. Our church in Omaha is Global Analog, and we have a podcast the way we do church. And um, so, so go in more more depth with that. I'm not saying that I know everything, okay? And um, but but um. The harvest is coming, and the harvest, God, the harvest is not coming, so they can be packed in to a barn type of church or a theater type of church. God wants an army. He wants an army, an active army. Hallelujah! Not an idle army. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me pray. I'm going to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray for everyone who's listening to this message. Everyone in, influenced by this message in the church, all the world. We pray, Father, for the nations, the people that are called, that are listening to these podcasts of God in Jesus' name. They're listening to this. We pray, Lord, for, for radical healing to come throughout their bodies. Radical healing. We pray for multitudes of breakthroughs of God. We pray for justice. 
for their life, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we prove a revival in their church life, revival in their prayer life, revival in their walk with God, revival in their families, O oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God. Lord, we pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, encourage them today in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. And we speak grace, 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 grace to them in Jesus. And we pray that you activate them into the great commission. Activate them, O oh God. In, in equipping the saints, activate them, O oh God. In doing the work of the ministry in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. And Lord God, bring us, Lord God. We even pray, bring us, O oh God. O oh God, Lord, lead us and guide us and direct us, O oh God. Raise the flood levels of the Holy Spirit in our homes. Raise the flood levels of the Holy Spirit in our churches. Raise the flood levels in in our home churches. Raise the flood levels in our ministries. Raise the flood levels in our life of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Because the church in the book of Acts did a lot of stuff. They did a lot of stuff. They, and it was the activity of the Holy Spirit flowing from them, and they flowed with the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit. Oh, God, I believe that the Lord of the harvest is the Holy Spirit. Send us into the harvest. Send us, O oh God. Activate us, O oh God. Raise the fall levels. Raise the activities of the Holy Spirit in our life. In the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God. Lord, we speak grace, 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 grace. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Does, does anyone want to add to or share anything before we close? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you all still there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Yep. Amen. Praise, praise amen. the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Well, amen. Well, before we close, remember April 23rd, 9 a.m. Central Time Zone, um, our next 72 Nation Conference call, Earl Anderson will be sharing. Hallelujah. On diplomatic immunity. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm looking forward to that. Hallelujah. Amen. And 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 um praise the Lord and, and please visit please visit his podcast. Um it's um it's anchor fm arrow anderson. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And please visit that, hallelujah. And my podcast is is Oversizing Podcast and in the seven two nations con- uh, podcast is anchor.fm seven two nations hallelujah and my podcast is anchor.fm slash elvis iverson hallelujah praise god and visit elvis com. hallelujah glory to god and jesus christ is lord hallelujah amen hallelujah <laughs>